to a Saturday night special edition of the Newsmax Daily Podcast. Here's your inimitable host, Rob Carson. The FBI, the Democrat Party, the mainstream media, big social media, they all know that the Hunter Biden laptop was, uh, was hidden from public view. They all worked in concert. Time Magazine did a story about it. They did a story about the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party working together to throw the election. And they did it with the Hunter Biden laptop. They distracted us with other things. And then they changed election law leading up to the election because of COVID. They went into 91 nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin, where 95 to 100 percent of the vote happened in nursing homes by people who are largely infirmed, not able to feed themselves let alone know who their relatives are, let alone vote for Joe Biden for president. You had a half a billion dollars invested by Mark Zuckerberg, an American oligarch, into uh, Zuckerbucks converted into non-manned ballot boxes that were stuffed for Joe Biden in the five battleground states before the 2020 election. The next morning after the election, we had ballots come in by the hundreds of thousands in favor of Joe Biden by 95, 97, 99 percent. We had Republican poll watchers blocked from facilities. I could go on and on and on. And now we have new polling that shows about a quarter of Democrat voters believe Biden would not be president if the media had fully reported about Hunter's laptop from hell. Rasmussen reports shows that a growing number of Democrat voters are waking up to the fact that the 2020 election was, at the very least, rigged, if not outright stolen. Here is Jim Jordan talking about the Hunter Biden laptop and the FBI's lies. But the truth is the country's already figured this out. This is uh, this Rush Limbaugh had a book, where, you know, uh, several years ago. See, I told you so. That was about 1995, I think. We all told him this was the case. The laptop was real. The eyewitness was real. The documents, the emails were real. 10% from the for the big guy was real. It was accurate. Everyone knew this, just big tech and big media and the Democrat Party all colluded. You know, they always say that uh, the scandal is not as big as the lies to cover it up. They did that with Richard Nixon. If he hadn't lied, it wouldn't be so bad. Well, you've got institutions that we have trusted for years, like the FBI, like the DOJ, like, uh, well, not so much uh, lately, but ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, all of them colluded in this massive lie. And I contend... I contend, I'll say it right now, every one of these bastards knew that this was a lie. Along with 51 former intel people, all colluded to keep this information from the American people just days before the most important election we have. So, yeah, Hunter Biden took millions from uh, folks in Russia, the, the wife of the mayor of Moscow, took millions from Ukrainian energy company, and took millions of dollars from companies with connections to the Chinese Communist Party it was all true. It was all accurate. It was all real. We just got to highlight it because the American people are so fed up with this administration. They got to know all the facts. And I think, as Senator Cruz just said, there's a good chance we take back the majority this fall. And people need to pay. And I'm not talking about losing jobs. I'm talking about going to prison. Here is Cash Patel on uh, Newsmax talking about what the FBI may have done to the hard drive. It's conceivable, unfortunately, that some mid-level political bureaucratic hack like Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and those clowns got their hands on it years ago and corrupted it or hid it or displaced it or just flat It was turned over to the FBI in 2019. Gave it back to Hunter Biden. 
It's not beyond belief when these are the people who shoveled false information to the FBI to surveil a president illegally. Remember, nothing's beyond these people anymore. And why Chris Ray isn't coming to the podium as a director of the FBI? I'm not asking for details of an ongoing investigation. Just confirm that it exists and that you have the laptop that was so easy to get for the public. How can the FBI, with subpoena authority and the Department yeah. of Justice backing them, not have it? It really is. It's, it's remarkable. It's kind of like that uh, movie analogies, but you see these uh, crooked law enforcement officials, and they'll you know, pull the guy over, you know, the good guy in the, in the story, and <clears throat> they'll pull him over, you know, and the car's pulled over to the side of the road, and, and uh, what's, what's the matter, officer? I haven't done anything wrong. And the officer will walk around and say, well, I don't know. It looks like your back taillight's out here, and he'll smash it out with his billy club. That's kind of the FBI. That's kind of a metaphor for the FBI. Oh, no, man, uh, you know, somebody must have done something with that uh, Hunter Biden laptop. I, I don't recall anybody ever having that laptop. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're hearing about, but we ain't never seen no laptop. Honestly, uh, it would be funny if it weren't so real. It really would. Uh, you know, the characterizations that I do here actually reflect the truth. Refle- that should be the, uh, the tag for the show. The characters that Rob Carson plays are not real, but they do reflect the truth. There was a uh, meeting of the Judiciary Committee. They were visiting with uh, Cyber Division of the FBI Assistant Director Brian Vordran, who admitted that uh, they do not have a copy of the Hunter Biden laptop. And now the Hunter Biden laptop just confirmed, it was confirmed by the Politico over a year ago that it was legit. It was confirmed uh, uh, two years before that by uh, the New York Post. Uh, it was turned over to the FBI in 2019. It is a gigantic story that Democrats say, many of them say, would have upset their vote, uh, voting for Joe Biden, if they had known six weeks out from the election that Hunter Biden's laptop had been found and all of the abject corruption, all of the all of the receipts, all of the emails, all of the texts, all of the information showing a direct line from our our country's worst enemies, China, Russia, the higher-ups in Ukraine, all of the corruption, all of the millions of dollars. This is undeniable. This is, this is the, uh, the ultimate crime. Here is Matt Gates asking this buffoon, this assistant director of uh, cyber, the cyber division, about the president of the United States' son's laptop. The, the books have been written about it. Everybody knows what's on the bloody laptop. Everybody knew it was completely legit. And it was just admitted by the New York Times of all places just two weeks ago, even though they knew it was completely legit. So where is it? The laptop. No, what what laptop are you talking about? I don't know what laptop. What's that? Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. Here's why I'm asking you this. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI cyber assessed whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop... I hear you can get that, uh, what's that thing on the, the, the computer these days? It's, uh, you, it's the interweb or something like that. It has something to do with cyber stuff or something. It'd be a point of vulnerability allowing America's enemies to hurt our country. You, you would think, you know, like, you know, paying off a family in power, uh, millions and millions of dollars for access to the... A senator and then the vice president and then the president of the United States. And, you know, well, there's no laptop, according to the uh, FBI. So Matt Gates said, here, I'll just give you. Oh, it just so happens I, I got a copy of uh, I got a copy of mine right here. I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee. The contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which I'm in possession of. I'm not. Hmm? Boing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Insert sound effect here. That's where the uh, you know the cartoon character looks really surprised, like zoinks. It's a zoinks moment uh, in front of in front of Jerry Nadler, the Nadler, the uh, the villain, the Nadler. Uh, and I was looking for a superpower. At my, my producer Ken said his superpower would be to poop his pants or you know release some sort of gaseous emission that causes rooms to clear out. Here is uh, Representative Andy Biggs asking why Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, has not responded the last couple of weeks with regard to Hunter Biden's laptop. I don't know if you know anything about this, but on March 21st, myself and several of my colleagues sent a letter to. to uh... Haven't heard a lot from all of these uh, these folks, uh, Christopher Ray and. Uh, uh, Michael Steele, or not Michael Steele, but uh, the former head of the FBI, James Comey. What, what, what happened to him? He's real quiet these days. Director Ray, um, with regard to uh, various issues, and uh, I'm wondering if you've come prepared to answer questions on his behalf since he's chosen not to answer our questions. Yeah, since you're the stooge he's pushed out in front of everybody, are you ready to answer the questions? Sir, I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part. I, 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 oh, I didn't hear it. Okay, okay, and I don't know where the laptop is. Have you come prepared today to answer questions that uh, any of my colleagues have? We, we've sent Director Ray three, three letters within the last three weeks. Um, um, if you're referring to... The, we don't know where the letters are. I think they're with the laptop. Just on my prep notes, I have a March 21st letter... Um, on the sensitive investigative matter audit, is that the one you're... Yes, are you prepared to answer questions on I that? I am not, sir. Okay. But you are aware of that? I mean, what the hell are you doing here if you're not prepared for uh, D-word for Richard? Oh, by the way, just real quick, to the, to the men in the audience who are named Richard, I mean you no slight. I've gotten a couple of uh, emails, worrisome emails from men named Richard. No, this is not an assault like, you know, people are doing with Karen. All right, it's just that the, the rules, well, I won't really say the rules, but I feel it inappropriate to use the D word for Richard to describe people who are D words for Richard. There is a word that is a, an abridged version of Richard that starts with a D and ends with ick. And sometimes you need to call people that word. And rather than just saying, you know, letter D, ick, I say D word for Richard. Not meant to be a slight to anybody named Richard. Just wanted you to know. Uh, Joe Biden says that he's had uh, no uh, business dealings with his son, by the way, even though everything on the laptop points to him having business dealings with his son. Look, I, I think that's every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others, have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted any way inappropriately or that my son did. There's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out anything. Except for the laptop, that laptop thing. You're wrong. With all the data on it and the business dealings and the emails and the texts and the receipts and all the receipts and everything. So, <laughs> These so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence. And I say this because I know the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party will not say anything. Not one little tiny bit to suggest anything done was wrong. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, let's see here. We've got a bunch of phone calls we need to get to. Let's go to, uh, do we want to go to John in Palisades, New Jersey first? Uh, let's go, John. In I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good today. You're talking about jokes. I don't know if you saw the picture of uh, Zelensky on the phone, and it says, hello, Will Smith. Did you hear what Vladimir Putin said about your wife? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway, nice. Yes. What, what I called about, I, I spoke to your screener, and I said I was kind of reluctant about saying this on the air, but in your earlier wow. segment you were talking about all the ways that the, uh, the election was stolen. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, I said, 
none of that would have been possible if it hadn't been for COVID. Yes. So they played up the virus. Even Deborah Burks, before she disappeared from the scene, remember she used to be the female version of Anthony Fauci, or at least she claimed to be the, a woman. Uh, but she even said that they played up the statistics pre-election. They knew it was done. And they used that to change election laws. They used that to harvest votes in unmanned vote boxes. They used it to get people in nursing homes to vote for Joe Biden, even though they had no freaking clue that they were voting for Joe Biden. And all of this is going to come out of the wash, John. We've been, waiting, we've been waiting for this wash to get done for a couple of years now. Who's going <laughs> to take the laundry out of the washing machine? Because everybody that you need to investigate it, is, uh, they're, they're all connected to it. Now you, so know, you remember remember that TV commercial? You remember that uh, you remember that TV commercial? Want a tough stain out? Shout it out! I'm the one to yeah, be okay. doing. I'm doing the shouting. Okay, how's that sound? We'll get that stain out. Shouting, Rob. Shouting. <laughs> All right, brother. Thanks for the phone call. The Biden administration is doing everything it can to ensure that our border is overrun. And if you don't take this uh, seriously, uh, I want you to realize that one of the most sacred duties of a president of a federal government is to assure the safety and security and sovereignty of the country. And they are not doing that, which is treasonous. I'll just say treasonous. I said the T word. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean it. Oh, hell yeah. I mean it. This is a uh, a Border Patrol official talking about why a wall is needed. Chief Patrol Officer Chavez saying that the border wall is absolutely uh, necessary. Border barrier is a needed tool for Border Patrol agents. As I mentioned um, in my remarks, especially as an officer safety tool, they work 24-7. That night, the evening hours is one that becomes very busy for them because the adversary takes advantage of that. And when I say adversary, yes, I'm talking about cartels. And I'm talking about transnational criminal organizations and human smuggling organizations, who at the end of the day, it's a commodity that they're trying to push between the ports of entry. This is another indignity being suffered on you and your children and your family and your business. Without barrier, we... They know it, too. They know it. ...become more vulnerable. We, the men and women of the Border Patrol. So barrier is very critical. Is it needed? Absolutely. Okay. Here is uh, Biden's OMB director being questioned about $1.98 billion that was specifically earmarked for the border wall. It was earmarked for the border wall. And this doofus is being questioned about the money. And she says, oh, yeah, we're using it for other stuff. There was $1.9 billion that was in this most recent omnibus bill that's been carried over to finish the border wall. Is this administration going to finish the border wall? Just so we're clear, the $1.9 billion. So Shalanda Young, by the way. Was rescinded. New money was not provided. The administration had a policy asking Congress to rescind that funding. In 2021, Congress did not. But Congress did not provide additional money. And we are so still got the money. Spending, as GAO has told this committee and others, uh, that OMB, the president, uh, the administration is acting uh, within the bounds of the Empowerment and Control Act. Uh, and we are spending, obligating prudently. Now listen to this. This is uh, $1,900 million. So take a million dollars. Uh, multiply it by 1,900. So 1,900 times $1 million. That would be, how many of my houses would that buy? Hold on one second. My house would be, hold on one second. 
Let me figure it out. Here's a little bit more from uh, uh, Doofus Shalanda Young. So he, the, this administration just continues to withhold the $1.9 billion that was appropriated several Congresses ago that has stayed in the account. Thankfully, GAO has agreed that we are obligating prudently under the law. And what are you obligating? Yeah, what is the money going to, by the way? What is this uh, $1,900 million? What's it going to be used for? Two, because you're not doing any construction. So are you just paying people to hold the rusting materials? No, we're actually doing environmental restoration, um, something. uh, Show me it. Show me the damned list and show me the damned receipts. That was woefully lacking. We're also doing community consultation. I think that's important to me. Yeah, community consultation. You know, community. we're doing community consultation with $19,000 million. We're just going to do some community uh, consultation because, you know, you know, and I thought, wasn't, wasn't Hunter Biden paid by this, uh, this energy company in China to uh, be a consultant? Wasn't that restoration, it? Restoration, uh, something uh, that was woefully lacking. We're all- environmental restoration. Yeah, that's the thing we do when we restore the environment. Everybody knows that. So doing community consultation, I think that's important. Yeah, environmental resolution and, and community consultation. That's what the $19,000 million is going towards that you and I are paying for. It's just going to go to community consultation. That's what it's going to go for. I'm just so damn tired of these mother scratchers. I got, I'm just so sick of it. They spend our money like it's nobody's business. They throw it around to their, their pals around the world. I mean, you think about this. You think about what they do with our money, and it's like they don't give a rat's behind. They don't give a damn about what you're suffering through. They don't care. They don't care that your store shelves are empty. They don't care that your pantry is empty. They could give a rat's behind. Nancy Pelosi has a $24,000 refrigerator. She keeps $12 pints of ice cream in it. Do you know how many, and I'll just, I'll just tell you, because you know, my roots are in uh, mobile homes uh, to some degree. Uh, you could buy a couple of really nice mobile homes for uh, $24,000. You, you could buy a double wide. You could buy a damn nice double wide for $24,000. $24,000. Yeah, yeah. And here's Nancy Pelosi saying that, you know, they're going to raise taxes on oil production and then admitting that, yeah, you guys are going to pay for it. So that takes us to something else. How do you do that? Do you do it with a um, um, a tax on production? I really hate this woman. I mean, I don't like to use the word hate. Okay, I dislike intensely this woman to the point that I just can't stand it. But, you know, do, do you have the consumers uh, pay for that? Uh, that is, uh, so people are saying, well, how do we put the tax at the doorstep of the of the tax industry? So, and they just throw money here and there and another half a billion dollars to Ukraine. We can't, we can't trust the Ukrainian government with the money, by the way. And, and, and clearly our, our president is uh, compromised. His son is surely compromised by the Ukrainian government, the Chinese government, the Russian government. And they keep throwing money for crap while you and I are suffering through this. Oh, this is, this is uh, Nancy Pelosi. She says you can't let uh, higher gas prices be an excuse to produce more American energy. But... We cannot allow the fossil fuel industry to use this as an excuse to reverse everything we're doing to save the planet. You are such a moron. One of the things you're doing nothing to save the planet. And if you really thought you were saving the planet, then why do so many Democrats have beachfront properties if they're worried that the planet's going to warm and they're going to be underwater? I think that the president may say, I don't have this as a fact, is that we will use the um, 
Defense Production Act to speed up uh, diversification uh, so that we're not so dependent uh, on oil. Yeah, it's underneath our feet, you moron. It's underneath our feet. We've got all the uh, all the energy that we need here. We all know it. We all know that you are a lying liar who lies, and you are going to pay for it. You are going to pay for it by losing power. You are going to pay for it by being out of power. And hopefully you are going to pay for it by the Democrat Party fading into the rearview mirror of history. You'll recall that Barack Obama spent $787 billion on his green energy program and uh, infrastructure program, and not one damn dime was spent on any of it. He said, I guess that the shovel-ready projects weren't as shovel-ready as he thought. Well, you know why they call projects the Democrats come up with shovel-ready? Because when they start spending and they start talking, you better have a shovel-ready because you're going to get covered with crap. Absolute crap. Hold on, where's my new soundbite? Yeah, here you go. I said that everything that Joe Biden touches turns into crap, and I can't. I call it the crap touch. Here it is. There you go. So like you got the $80 billion or 10% of the $800 billion handed out for the COVID relief plan known as the PPP. That's wasted. 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 Crap touch. Crap touch. Energy independence, everybody. We had energy independence. We don't anymore. They were releasing from the strategic oil reserve every day. Crap touch. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the uh, the money stolen, the $90 billion of the $400 billion, uh, that was stolen from the $900 billion COVID unemployment program. There it is right there, people. Crap touch. Crap touch. Our federal government uh, exists to, right now, stand in our way uh, to demoralize us, to undermine us, to impoverish us, to also uh, make us dependent on them after they make us dependent. Then we become dependent on them, and they hand us out the crumbs that are left over after they pay off all of their buddies. Hey, guys, it's Carson for Gold Co. I don't think I need to explain that we are in some very difficult times right now with Joe Biden as the president. Inflation and interest rates are Biden's only way out of our $28 trillion federal debt. So if you have $50,000 or more in your IRA, 401k or savings, your money is at risk. All right. Learn more about the IRS loophole that thousands of Americans are using to protect their retirement. This is important. Call 855-735-3740. 855-735-3740 to get your free IRS loophole kit. That's right, 855-735-3740. And my friends at Gold Co. will give you up to 10% in free silver with a qualified account. Gold Co. has helped thousands of Americans protect their retirement against inflation, taxes, interest rates, bad presidents. Yeah, I said that out loud. <laughs> so what are you waiting for? 855-735-3740. Call now. The latest domino to fall is the uh, the dossier. We knew the dossier was uh, was nonsense when it came out. It was proved it was nonsense, and now the FEC is finding the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, they have fined the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton 2016 campaign for lying 
about the funding of the infamous and discredited Russian dossier used in a smear attempt against Donald Trump weeks before he shocked the world with his 2016 presidential victory. Uh, Donald Trump said, where do I get my reputation back after this Victory, the DNC was ordered to pay $105,000 by the FEC. The Clinton campaign was fined 8000 It is a shameful part of American history, and uh, Hillary Clinton and her lousy, stinking, miserable, wretched, corrupt family uh, seem to be getting away with a, a slap on the wrist. A uh, slap on uh, the wrist, by the way. A combined $1 million $24,000 was paid by the treasurers of the DNC and the Clinton campaign to law firm Perkins Coie for Fusion GPS information, and the party and campaign hid the reason, claiming it was for legal services, not opposition research. The DNC's $849,000 and the Clinton campaign's $175,000 covered Fusion GPS opposition research on the dossier, a basis for the so-called Russian hoax that dogged Trump's entire first term. I want heads to roll. I want heads to roll. When the Republicans take over both houses of Congress, I want heads to roll. I want indictments and trials and jail sentences. Here is President uh, Doofy in October of 2020 when the New York Post uh, attempted to publish on social media, the findings of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, which has been verified now two weeks ago by the New York Times, yesterday by all of the mainstream media. Here is Joe Biden, President Doofy, wearing a mask in October of 2020, acting like uh, none of this happened. Questions and controversy continues today about Hunter Biden, your son's. Uh, there is no controversy about my son. Doing it's just all a lie. It's a flat lie because the president has nothing else to run on you notice what the hell did you run on while american people are talking you're running on empty i'll tell you that about what's happening to their families he has no plan in the debate he has no plan everything from the wall street journal over every other major news outlet has said what he's saying is simply not true and every one of them they lied and they admitted yesterday that they lied that they lied or they covered it up you want to hear another funny joke and it's an accidental joke by our president. Here is the president saying that he delivered on his COVID promises. This is hilarious. This is fantastic. Because he said he was going to defeat COVID. Remember that? And we still have COVID. And, and 600,000 people have died on his watch. 400,000 under Donald Trump's watch. And he says he delivered on his promises. And let me remind you, when I took office about 14 months ago, the pandemic was raging. The economy was reeling. And the deficit was soaring. Most schools were closed. We didn't have enough vaccines. <laughs> the unemployment claims were sky high. And then we got to work and we delivered. Yeah, you delivered. You delivered. Uh, yeah, uh, <sighs> Here's what the, uh, the Biden administration is trying to do now. They, it looks like they may have succeeded on getting a radical America hater onto the Supreme Court. You'll recall they wanted to appoint, they appointed someone, they were tempted to appoint the director of the currency, a radical communist, Chinese-born radical communist. She was, uh, she was voted down. Senate Democrats have discharged uh, Biden Federal Reserve nominee, Dr. Lisa Cook. Apparently, she has a history of canceling those critical of Black Lives Matter, supporting reparations and advocating for policies that could politicize the Fed. 
Senate voted on Tuesday to discharge Cook from the deadlocked Senate Banking Committee when the committee voted 12-12 after banking Republicans unanimously opposed her position. Um, she would have been the first black woman Fed governor, okay, which is, you know, historical, like uh, Kadanji Brown-Jackson. But she has a, a history of extreme left-wing political advocacy and hostility to opposing viewpoints, also makes her unfit to serve on the Fed. Uh, there are people on the left, including the Biden administration, advocating that the Fed use its super supervisory powers to resolve complex political issues like what to do about global warming, social justice, and even education policy. These are important issues, but they're wholly unrelated to the Fed's limited statutory mandates and expertise. They want to control the currency. They want to control your money. They want to control everything. In over 30,000 public tweets and retweets, Professor Cook has supported race-based reparations, promoted conspiracies about Georgia voter laws, and sought to cancel those who disagree with her views, such as publicly calling for the firing of an economist who dared to tweet that he opposed defunding the Chicago police. Another radical, radical leftist America hater. This one defeated, but it looks like Katanji Brown-Jackson could end up on the uh, Supreme Court. We have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline who I've been looking forward to uh, speaking to for uh, a number of years. I enjoy his commentary. I, I enjoy his tenor uh, and his knowledge. He has written a book called Speechless Controlling Minds, uh, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. He is also a champion of the Fire Fauci movement and uh, among other things. And he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Michael Knowles, welcome to the show. Great to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. Michael, I, I'm just curious because I, I've been following you uh, for a couple of years, and I enjoy your commentary. I enjoy your your speeches in front of uh, uh, of insane leftists at college campuses. You're a young guy. You're you're in your early 30s. Uh, how did you become this person, this this leader of conservative thought? I'm kind of curious what what motivated you, what inspired you when you started. I know that sounds kind of like a cliche, but I'm genuinely curious. I think some people are just kind of born conservative, and, and so I don't want this to sound like one of Kamala Harris's fake stories, you know, mouthing freedom when she was three. But uh, <laughs> when I was young, my grandfather, I kid you not, one of the first things he taught me was the phrase, read my lips, no new taxes, when I was about oh, two wow. years old at the end of the Bush administration. <laughs> yes, and yes. Uh, I, when I was six, I really liked Bob Dole. I was probably the only person in America, including oh, Bob Dole, excited yeah. about that presidential race. All I knew was he was a war hero and Clinton was a draft dodger. So I was always interested in politics. Yeah. I had worked on political campaigns as a teenager. Uh, but I, I had a little bit of a weird history in conservative media because I think I might be the only guy in history to get a show for not writing a book. I was yeah. uh, hanging around here in the early days of the Daily Wire when it was a very small company. Oh, yes, and uh, as a joke, just to irritate my Democrat friends and relatives, I published a blank book for free on Amazon called Reasons to Vote for Democrats, A Comprehensive Guide. And uh, you, can, you can guess the content. You know, yes. Blank. And, uh, I, you know, I, I thought I'd sell 100 copies and irritate my aunts and uncles. And next thing I know, about four days later, it became the number one best-selling book that is on hilarious. Amazon in the country. And oh. so uh, from, I, I, I really I, – I say this without any false modesty. It's just the way it shook out. It was a – experience of, of basically unmerited grace you know yeah you do yeah. a blank book and you get a show and then a book with words out of it so it's been a, been a very fun journey 
that's hilarious. It's like the invisible artwork that sold for like 50 grand a few years ago. It's kind of like that. <laughs> kind of right. like that. I, I think it's very curious, Michael, because um, I started writing for Rush Limbaugh when you were a toddler. Uh, yeah. So while you were you were hearing your grandfather talk about Read My Lips, I was writing satire about it. And I didn't get into a talk radio till literally about seven years ago. And I haven't, I haven't published a book either, thank you very much. But I'm not saying I'm not working on one. I'm, I'm seeing this uh, poll of yours on Twitter with regard to Will Smith. Did he snap? Was it staged? Um, and I think he snapped. I do not think it was staged. And I think it's I from years of being this antithesis of what he claims to be, which is uh, a man of faith, a man of whatever. But you, as a conservative pundit, have opened yourself up to an enormous amount of criticism, like Will Smith has on a different level. So do you relate to him snapping after so many years of, you know, what he has to go through? Well, I'm grateful to be able to say that, at least to my knowledge, my wife hasn't cuckolded me. So uh, that was one issue that for Mr. Smith, uh, I, I, yes. I noticed when he, when he snapped, I, I thought, you know, I don't think Chris Rock is really the object of his anger here. No. I think it might be the, the years of public humiliation. But then yes. he made, in his sort of fake apology, he said, when you're in public life, you open yourself up to criticism. And that's yeah. true. Uh, you know, some of the lightest criticism you could get is from a comedian at, at the Oscars, especially in politics, which is yeah. sometimes called show business for ugly people. Exactly. Uh, yeah. po political criticism can be quite mean, uh, but it goes with the territory. Uh, you yeah. know, that's why one really shouldn't complain about it. You can go live a private life if you want, but if you're going to be in the public arena, you need to, to take those slings and arrows. And, and that, goes with, that goes with the territory. And a lot of these battles that we're fighting today that are the most vicious are some of the most common sense ones. I mean, one, yeah. one of the most, if not the most, controversial political fights right now is over the definition of the word woman and man. Uh, this is what the, the uh, Supreme Court nominee, Ketanji Jackson, refused to answer. She said, I can't yes. possibly answer what a woman is. And uh, this is very silly. If you went back even five or ten years, people would look at you like you had three heads if you said you couldn't tell someone what a woman is. But that's how far gone we are. And the reason the left is so in intense about this and so vindictive is because this issue of sex and redefining reality by changing all the language, that is central to their political agenda. And you saw it especially with political correctness or wokeness. You know, you, you change the words to try to remake reality. And you see it with an intense push on sexuality, even to the point that now they're pushing this radical sexual ideology in kindergarten. So yeah. when people ask you, who cares about the pronouns, who cares what is a woman, the left cares, obviously. That's why they're spending so much time and energy and money on it. And, and when they come after you and they attack you in really vicious, personal ways, you should pat yourself on the back because it means you're right over the target. Yeah. I have been saying that uh, the, uh, the moist dream of the class of 1968 is being, uh, is being put out right now. Uh, you saw it with regard to CRT and the sexualization of children in the state of Virginia. You saw it in, in school board meetings around the country. You saw it with three radical school board members in San Francisco being uh, recalled and all of this stuff. And I believe, we're going to the, the subject of CRT and Ketanji Brown-Jackson, uh, to me it was not about, and I, and I mentioned that the first thing that got her qualified was she was black and woman. Second, and, and I think even more importantly to Democrats and those who have seen these defeats around the country, was to nominate someone who is so radical, anti, 
uh, fundamentals of the United States, anti-constitutionalist, supporter of critical race theory in the 1619 Project. So to some degree, it's not only historical for a female and black, but also a middle figure to America who said nonsense on CRT in the 1619 Project. What do you think? Well, this is the scariest point. The fact that uh, this woman has uh, applauded the creators of critical race theory by name. She's yeah. talking about Derek Bell. Derek Bell, along with Kimberly Crenshaw, is one of the, the founders of critical race theory. It shows you that she's not some dummy. You know, that when, when I saw her answer on the question, what is a woman, I thought this woman either must be the stupidest nominee ever brought before the court or the most <laughs> radical. And she's got two degrees from Harvard, which doesn't tell you very much. Yeah. Although it, it occurs to me now that uh, only, only a true intellectual with multiple degrees from Harvard could be so stupid as to not know what a woman is. So she's clearly extraordinarily <laughs> radical and yeah. dishonest, too. When, when she uh, supports the 1619 Project, the central thesis of that project, that Amer the American Revolution was fought to defend slavery, that's yeah. just not true. Yeah. And even the academic historians came out, pointed it out, even the New York Times ultimately admitted that it was a lie. So she's supporting a lie there. And then, and then when Katanji Jackson says that, that she can't define a woman, it has no bearing on her job as a judge, well, that's a lie, too, because <laughs> not only is it important when you're determining, for instance, which prison does a, an inmate go to, the men's prison or the women's prison, but it's important on some of the very cases that are going to be coming before the Supreme Court. Yeah. Title IX, Title yeah. VII, or ca cases that refer specifically to discrimination on the basis of sex. So uh, whatever we've seen, uh, Elena Kagan is no walk in the park, Sonia Sotomayor yeah. is quite a left-wing judge, uh, but uh, none of them really, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for that matter, None of them approach anywhere near the radicalism that we're seeing from Katanji Jackson, who is supporting movements that essentially say, and actually sometimes explicitly say, that the Constitution is a wicked document. Yes, 100%. I know you have a three-part documentary, Fauci Unmasked. I have been following this uh, from the get-go. I said that the overreaction to COVID started, I mean, literally, I, I commented, I was watching some of my, uh, just a couple of podcasts that showed up on Facebook, and I was talking about this in March of 2020. And it just so happens that Fauci was kind of coronated as this, uh, this leader of the uh, COVID. Yes, it was a pandemic, but I think the reaction was, it was made into a political tool. Now that we know about more about Fauci, tell us where you are as far as Fauci and why he became Fauci. Fauci didn't happen overnight, as I detailed. The, the series is called Fauci Unmasked. You can get it at the Daily Wire, dailywire.com. Yes. Uh, he has been in office since the early 1980s. He's lasted through now eight presidents. He is the, the highest paid federal employee. He's the most powerful man in the government. The president of the United States said that he would not, under any circumstances, fire Dr. Fauci. And, and uh, this is not because of his scientific acumen. He's actually got quite a record of medical failure, as I detail in the three-part series. But because he's one of the cleverest, shrewdest politicians we've got. And so he's been able to maintain power and take a lot more power for himself. It's a very dangerous situation. We, we yeah. live in a country that is supposed to have self-government. And uh, in practice, uh, that has been exported to the bureaucracy, and specifically to someone like Dr. Fauci, with a record of failure, a record, I believe, of corruption, a lot of dishonesty, who more than any other individual in my lifetime has reshaped the way Americans live their lives, 
get to exercise their rights and their liberties. And uh, so we, we are now uh, doing our best to get the man fired. Uh, there was what, what I jokingly called on the show the Michael Knowles Public Health Protection Pledge. <laughs> I want all, all candidates for federal office to sign. says you'll investigate Fauci and zero out his salary. Uh, that was taken up. That was actually brought now thanks to a can- candidate named Bo Hines and the sitting member, Representative Paul Gosar. That is now before the Congress as a House resolution. Call your congressman. Tell him to sign on. Senator Rand Paul has put his own version of this out into the Senate. So I think this is an opportunity uh, to, to try to reshape our country, take some of that power back. Uh, but after the midterm elections, all bets are off. So uh, the yeah. time is now. I want to ask you this, uh, because our time is nigh. Um, I said, and this was an election year, and I, I, was, uh, I believe that the Democrats would have loved to parlayed this uh, COVID restrictions through the election. Uh, but I said the next, the next front would be food. The next front would be food. We've got gas, uh, gas and food. They go together. Um, do you suppose that some of these things, certainly gas prices have been manipulated, but do you suppose that the next crisis in America is food supply and maybe that the Biden administration and Democrats are playing along with it? Well, Biden's already telling us that it will be. He's already said the food shortages are real. He, he warned us that the winter was going to be the winter of sickness and death. Now we're headed into the springtime of famine and hunger. Can you imagine what the summer will bring? One shudders to think. But yes, what the Democrats do expertly is they cause a problem, and then they demand more power and money to fix it. Yes. And they don't fix it. They just entrench it. Yes. And they, they were extraordinarily successful, even though now COVID appears to be somewhat abating, although they're, they are clinging to that power. The, the restructuring of our political order remains. And so are they going to emulate this in food and gas and energy? Well, of course, they're already doing it. Of course, of course. I would love to have you on for a couple of hours, Michael. I hope that you'll find the time again to join me on the show. I do find your work very uh, fascinating. I'm looking forward to checking out your three-part documentary, Fauci Unmasked. And by the way, tell your boss that I, I did order my Jeremy's razors. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I absolutely will. The pleasure is all mine, and I will pass it along to the fellows here at DW. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.